Last week on Glee Boot, it was the terribly in poor taste school shooting episode. We found out Ryder was getting catfished by someone, but the person whose pictures they used was actually the chillest person in the universe. And we found out Lord Tubbington is racist. And that's what you missed on Glee Boot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this episode, <laughs> Ryder's just talking to everyone in the Glee Club and he does not care. But he was catfished by someone in that room, probably. I actually so. completely forgot that that was a plot line <laughs> because, you know, that's how Glee rolls. So, yeah. So um, I love consistency. Glee is so good at it. <laughs> Glee Boot. So welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about rebooting Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And we have some very special guests that we are very excited about. We have Andrew and Allison of Gleek of the Week. Hello! Oh my god! Hi! Oh my god! <laughs> oh, we're so happy to have you. Welcome, welcome. Yeah, I, I wish that we could have. I wish that we could have talked about the school shooting episode, but I feel like this is almost somehow worse. Worse. <laughs> I will second you on that. So we decided like early on, we're like, okay, we're going to do this school shooting episode by ourselves because it's like a crazy thing that happened. We don't want to put anyone through that. So it's like, <laughs> it's going to be like probably one of the worst episodes to talk about. And then this one happened and I was like, yeah, no, this is somehow much worse. Yeah. Yeah. Just so they bounce back. Trauma's funny. <laughs> Traumatized so teenagers. Funny. It's hilarious. PTSD is hilarious. (laughs) I mean, like, right out of the gate, like, literally, here's what you missed on Glee. They, like, they had, there was a school shooting. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) Like, I know that happened, but still, I feel like it's so weird to reference it in that fast-paced voice. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it feels very disrespectful. And then they continuously will just randomly drop it in. But it doesn't affect anything. Oh, it's fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> I agree so glad you had fun watching <laughs> yeah <that's> the best <laughs> so uh, you are fellow Glee podcasters you know what it's like to be cursed with whenever you hear a song to immediately think of the Glee version of that song oh, of course mm-hmm. um, so we usually ask people what their journey with the show Glee is I'm sure people there's so much content about your journey with the show Glee now <laughs> um, but just like a quick summary uh, and a quick sure. ex- explanation of your podcast because I feel like our listeners would love listening to it. So, mm-hmm. Andrew, do you want this? I feel like I always take it and I'm just like, yeah, no, you take it because I can't explain the podcast concisely. So the plot of our show, Bleak of the Week podcast, available wherever you get your favorite podcast every Tuesday. Um, it, it, we, Andrew and I are trying to find the best song on Glee. So how we're doing that is we have the Glacket, the Glee Bracket, which is full of all 666 songs on Glee. They were 666. I feel like I need to like explain this further because they clarify. make a big clarify because in the final season, they did like celebrate their 700th number, what the world mm-hmm. needs now. However, we're only including songs that were performed in an episode, an episode that was aired. So like no Santa baby, no, I want you back and also released on iTunes. And with that included, it's only 666, which is 
cursed to us. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So every week we have a new Gleek of the Week guest and we go through six songs each episode and decide, have three different competitions and decide which songs are going on to the next round of the Glacket. Um, It will take us four years. Four decades, Um, easy, yeah. (laughs) Or decades, or just the rest of our lives. Yeah. Um, So that's basically it. We watch the songs, talk about them. We have no musical talent um, between the two of us, but such is life. I mean, we don't even, we don't know which songs we're pulling. I feel is the important factor. We have no idea what songs we're going to be pulling out of our our cups. And so (laughs) completely random. And so sometimes it's like, really like a stupid song versus stupid song. So it's like, which stupid songs going through? And then (laughs) recently we had two very top tier, great songs that I'm like, it pains us to leave one of them behind, but that's the Glacket. That's the (laughs) Glacket. And our relationship with Glee as a show, I feel like Andrew and I, I mean, we both watched it from a very young age and that's how we met each other. We mm-hmm. met each other and I w- I was in a room and I was wearing a Darren Chris tour t-shirt and he came up to me and was like, is that a Darren Chris tour t-shirt? And I said, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and we've been best friends ever since. And now here but we are on another Glee podcast talking about another Glee, pro- Glee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How many hours a week do we it's, spend talking about Glee? Too yeah. Many. I mean, it's it's all therapy at this point. I feel like just to get it all out. <laughs> yeah. How we cope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like this episode shows us, PTSD is hilarious. Oh, absolutely. It's so funny. <laughs> Trauma is comedy. <laughs> yes. But yeah. Okay. Um, and did you take the BuzzFeed quizzes that we sent you? Yes. What are your characters? Andrew, you go first. Okay, so um, you sent us two quizzes. Which Glee character are you, are, uh, are you? And then spend a day as a New Direction member. I was Rachel. Hate that for me. <laughs> but I just feel like I was just like going with the flow. I thought that like I was giving very chill answers. And like, I, like when, like the, what was the question? It was like, your other Glee Club member is pregnant and doesn't want to tell that they're faking the boyfriend or whatever. And like, my answer was like, tell the truth, like tell them to tell the truth. And I was like, I thought that was a good advice. I don't think that's Rachel. I don't think that Rachel, I, I, don't, no. I think Rachel would, Rachel did the exact opposite. She came forward with it and she let Finn know. So yeah, I don't think so. I'm Rachel. Rachel my, in the room. <laughs> my dad is also a Rachel Berry. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. Representation. Um, and my boyfriend, I was okay with this answer. Sam, he has his really? flaws. I got but, Sam as well. Yeah, I'm happy you with Sam. You love my boyfriend. Yeah. Blaine is mine, but I love Sam too. We're Wait, all Sam dating is, Sam. We're all dating Sam. <laughs> Sam probably dates the most characters on the show. Yeah. He dates everybody. No, he Everything. kisses literally every character. Rachel, Quinn, Tina. Brittany, Mercedes. Uh, Brittany. Santana. Mercedes, Santana. Santana. All of them. Vanessa Lenges? No. Never he Vanessa Lenges. No Sam and Sugar. No Sam and Marley. But no Sam Nurse and Penny. Kitty. Nurse, Nurse Penny. Penny. Oh, Nurse Penny, yeah. Sick. Oh, That's sick. <laughs> my 
answers. I feel like Andrew, I picked the same exact answer as you. I told her, I told the pregnant Glee Club member to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Um, however, I got Quinn Fabray. Okay. Which they have a lot of Quins. Yeah. A lot of Quins? Yeah. yeah, there are a lot of Quins. I was answering very friendly, like, oh, if, if somebody's coming to the Glee Club and someone wants to audition, I'd be like, yes, come on, like, let's sing together. Yeah. Not telephone in the bathroom, but <laughs> in like a cute way. And I got Quinn. I don't identify as a Quinn. I identify more. I mean, my high school persona was Rachel Berry, um, <laughs> but in like a different, untalented kind of way. Um <laughs> But no, I don't identify with Quinn, but I'll accept it. And I'm dating Sam. And I did love Sam and Quinn together. Loved. Yeah. That was good content. <laughs> this is my cat. cat. <laughs> I love it. Fuck it. Yeah, she's, she's a sweetheart. Her name is Suki. She also dating Sam? Um, <laughs> she's a furt shipper according to our social media page Whoa. is she really what she, What did you do no this was Hannah that, uh, was, that, the, that was the <laughs> caption I put on her podcast futurette because uh, whenever we were talking about furt she was like meow and we are like Suki loves furt content oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not like a furt shipper but like a furt content yeah like her to clarify yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay <laughs> what if I'll you turned it. my cat into him <laughs> are there people that really ship furt like is there there's a furt fan fiction there i'm sure there is i read a fan fiction of puck and what's his face uh not Ryder. the other I like read it because it didn't say like incest and I, I was like oh I'm sorry reading this and then I was like I like started you know when you get kind of bored you scroll ahead is this going to get interesting then I read uh like Puck inserts his throbbing member and I was like I didn't need this in my life oh my <laughs> wow. god well for all you fanfic writers out there please put the tag incest in your yes. content yep <laughs> yeah Please. Half brother incest. Oh boy. Yeah. That's sick. Not the worst thing I've read, but you know what? <laughs> Somehow. I I feel like this is a safe space um, to admit that I have read um, Blaine male pregnancy fan fiction. Oh, interesting. Very. Yeah, valid. and I I did enjoy it. Um, it was very enthralling, and I have a quote from it that I keep in a little box next to my computer wait oh, so you have i feel the quote? that person needs to become like an actual like legit author because if they yeah. can make that story really good they so got good. <laughs> you yeah. can make me believe that blaine anderson has a uterus connected <laughs> to his anus somehow and i believe it and i loved it and it was good yeah wow shout out to that writer <laughs> <laughs> shout out that could be a thing like omegaverse like the wolf porn like stuff became like a mainstream genre from fan yeah. fiction um and there's like actually like a whole literature controversy about it so male about? pregnancy fanfic could be the next 50 shades i think so there's a, <laughs> there's a platform is, there what <laughs> Alyssa's mind is 
Um, so into a multi-million dollar industry <laughs> with several movies and spinoffs. This is Shark Tank. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we drinking today? Get us. I, okay, so I have a bottle of water and also a um, untouched Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer that's lemon flavored. That's sick because when you and I were together, we had my card seltzer and you didn't like it. So wait, no, 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 because it was like a different thing. It was a different thing. You don't remember that it was a different thing, and it was. <laughs> it was like a cranberry Mike's hard. It was, it was really gross, but I told all of your friends that I really liked it because I didn't want to offend them. <laughs> it was a warm beer. You can say that it's just warm beer. It's gross. No, but this is okay. Yeah. For so the why did they make a lemon flavored seltzer when they already have hard lemonade? Everyone's I, in the seltzer game these days, Alyssa. Yeah. But why a lemon? <laughs> I know. What's the difference? Like, if you sippy sippy one and you sippy sippy the other one, like nothing. They taste the same. I think one is like right? more lemonade. I don't know. Now you're blowing my mind, Alyssa. That's what I'm here to do. Well, I don't have any alcohol because I forgot that we drink on this podcast. I don't know how Mm. I forgot that. Uh, So I guess I'm gonna go find something in my fridge. Yes, it's oh, fun. <laughs> I love that for you. I want to. I I want us to place bets on what Hannah's going to come back with. Oh yeah. Wine. Wine. Usually you guys wine, know Hannah right. better. Oh yeah. yeah. What are we? Why? Why'd you even like suggest this game? They know Hannah. <laughs> they know Hannah personally. I need to watch well, bring back wine. <laughs> after knowing her for all of twenty minutes, I'm going to say. Definitely a truly for sure. I think it's going to be a Mark's hard lemonade seltzer lemon flavor. (laughs) (laughs) She walks into your frame. (laughs) (laughs) Walks back into her frame. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) The anticipation is killing me. I know. I'm kind of scared. Like I I could go into my drink. What's Colin drinking? (laughs) I have some wine for my birthday two months ago. Uh, it's been refrigerated. Aged. Yeah, it's aged. <laughs> it's in my Sleeping Beauty mug that I got discounted at the Disney store. Mm. Oh. Where are you guys located? Los Angeles. Yeah, we're in California. We're Hannah's in Florida, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Orlando. Uh, Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, never heard of it. <laughs> I, I trust Colin. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, we are literally across the country. Yeah. So we were doing Zoom recording even before the pandemic. So then when the pandemic hit, we were kind of like, oh, we'll just kind of keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. I should have invested in Zoom stock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, instead of male pregnancy. Instead yeah. <laughs> of the male pregnancy <laughs> empire that I am going to start. Um, I'm drinking a smoothie. Made it right before this podcast. It is frozen mango, strawberry, peach. Oh my gosh, that sounds so good. A little bit of yogurt, a little bit of orange juice. That does sound good. Mm-hmm. It's been a and while I did have a, a smoothie. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Jamba. <laughs> Jamba. Is it like, um, did you actually make it? You made it, right? I made it. It says Starbucks on the cup, but this is mine. 
(laughs) Congratulations. I feel like making smoothies, like the reason I don't make them is because the cleanup is kind of difficult. It's like a difficult cleanup. Not hard to do. Mm-hmm. but hard to clean but hard to clean there's the rings and the things okay wait she's back <laughs> she's back i was about to set oh yes i was closest uh, <laughs> white claw. oh my god actually i'm yes. double fisting i have tangerine and lemon wow oh, that's good oh, wait, which one are you gonna do first oh uh, lemon Okay, obviously, uh, fit with my brand. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to join you in the lemon game. I had to go out to the garage, and my only other option was Coors Light, and I was like, no, thank you. Mm. Yeah. You have a garage now? Yeah, I'm staying with my mom for right, the, right oh, now. Oh, okay. So I had to All go right. to her garage. <laughs> I thought it was your new apartment, and I was like, your apartment has a garage? Refreshing. What? Okay. okay. Okay, I'm excited. So who who guessed what? I'm curious. <laughs> well, your so-called friends were like, oh, she's going to come back with mine. She's going to come back with mine. Like, we know Hannah. That is, that is on brand. And I was like, no, no, no. I know Hannah better. And I said, she's going to come back with a truly. Very good. Yeah. I, I said that you were going to come back with a Mar- M- Mike's Hard Lemonade uh, <laughs> seltzer, seltzer lemon flavor. <laughs> So you guys are actually the closest. Yeah, I know. But no, wine is definitely my usual go-to, but I don't have any here. I need to stock up. Anyway, what are we talking about? So we're talking about... Smoothies. Smoothies, but also (laughs) Blaze Season 4, Episode 19, Sweet Dreams, where they do not sing Sweet Dreams are made of this. they, They almost do, and they do mention Annie Lennox. I was right. Yes. Weeks ago. But almost it's not there. And I was looking forward to it. Yeah, me or, too. Or like the Beyonce cover of Sweet Dreams. Not the cover, but her rendition of Sweet Dreams or a Beautiful Nightmare. Yes. I don't know. Uh, that would have been good. Any of any of the above. But it was it was a tease. Well, yeah. I was really excited for Cullen because dreams is my favorite topic. And I could if you were in that choir room, I know you'd be like, oh, I love dreams. <laughs> Me as a Glee character. I can hear it. Sometimes I have nightmares where I am a Glee character. Um, <laughs> and it's like, they're always very confusing. I'm always like, who's this random character? Like, oh my gosh, remember the time I was on Glee? <laughs> Wait, who is, who is your quiz? Who is your person? Uh, so I have actually never taken the quiz. Hannah and I, like the God complex people we are, assigned everyone in our grad school program a Glee character. Oh, that's okay. good. I was assigned Blaine. Okay. Um, okay. Alyssa was assigned Rachel, and Hannah was assigned Santana. Yeah. Okay. But we're going to wait good. till the last season to take the quiz to find out how wrong we probably were. Wait, oh, I good. love that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Hannah, knowing you, knowing you as one of my so closest well. friends, yeah. I really... I really would say you're a Santana. That's good. Thank you. I mean, yeah. sometimes I don't love that, but then a lot of times <laughs> I do. Yes, I, I am Santana. In high school, I made the conscious choice. I remember, I don't even know if I've told you this, Allison. There was a day that I made the conscious choice to <laughs> like center my entire personality 
around being Santana and being mean. And so then I just like started being like mean to people and like saying like mean things to people that have that Santana has said, like, you're as sexy as a Cabbage Patch Kid. It's exhausting to look at you. And I said that to someone in high school and I still feel so bad about it. <laughs> This is what Glee does to people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not good, it's not bad, it's just true. But yeah. do you remember that person's reaction? I I did. I, it's so sad for that person because I really did shut them down. And I don't know if I shut them down because it was really uncomfortable coming from me and not like Naya Rivera, who really like <laughs> finessed the performance. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think I did have an impact on them that day. And I oh. feel really sorry, Chelsea. Chelsea, if you're Chelsea. listening. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, sweet dreams. Um, uh, Glee was not Disney's Glee yet. So there is no a dreams which your heart makes. No, I've got a dream. No, once upon a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll all be for the Glee boot for yeah um but we have three storylines um unless i'm forgetting one um we have marley and her terrible original songs um (laughs) we have uh rachel and the funny girl audition that they've been talking about for like half the season (laughs) yep and we have finn deciding to go to college um Hmm. Yeah. The thing I have to say about that just starting off is I remembered how we complained so much about how unrealistic it was that like Kurt and Rachel had never heard of Miata until like three, three days before they graduated and they applied and all this stuff. Like that whole process was so unrealistic. And then all of a sudden Finn is in college. It was like, that boy barely passed high school. How did he get there? Yeah. Right. Where's the money coming from? And he also, like, gone... what like month is that? Do we even know? Like, is it? I feel like it's like in the middle of a semester too. It's, yes, that is. The yeah, worst part. that's the other thing. It's definitely like even so. It's at least after probably like Easter. So it's yeah. like spring. Yeah. But that is like that's the end of the spring semester. It, right. It's it makes no sense. And he's living on campus too. Like he lived, I went to, I lived on campus, but I went to a mainly commuter school and I could believe someone like Finn getting into that school and like in the middle of a, in the middle of the school year and start like maybe second semester and like commuting, like that all seems like a believable thing, but him suddenly like being in the middle of animal house. Yeah. 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 No, no, I remember like this episode airing, like when it aired live, this was months after the Harlem Shake. Like the Harlem Shake was done at this point. That's and they were like, interesting. yeah, I, we got to revive it this. Like, it was right in the midst of all of that. No. No, because I, I remember watching it seven times in the first three minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember watching the episode feud while I was on my junior trip in high school and that was when Harlem Shake was huge and like there were kids that we we took a junior trip to DC and there were kids that would do around Harlem Shake in their hotel rooms and everything and then that was like months before this episode so yeah Yeah. 
No. What the heck? Okay. So you guys know I'm the least um, versed in all types of pop culture. Yeah, that. <laughs> that it's very word. interesting on a podcast for a show that devours pop culture. I'm a lay person, okay? Yeah, I'm Alyssa's here for here. a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Please explain to me what the Harlem Shake is and why Glee was making fun of it in this episode. I don't think they were making fun of it. I think they were like, oh, that's a thing Using kids it? do. Yeah. Using yeah. it? Yeah, it was a viral thing to do where it would just be like a casual thing and they'd go, and then yeah. everybody's like dancing in weird outfits and there's, there's a shit ton of people in one space. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it started or where it started, but yeah, my high school would do it. Like, yeah, it's got the people same would film as like Gangnam style. And Absolutely. Planking. Do you know planking, Alyssa? No. Where people would just like lay like, like a board, stiff as a board on surfaces. Yeah. And it was a TikTok trend. Kind of remember that. Before TikTok. It was a TikTok trend before TikTok existed. Yes. Right. That's actually a good way to put it. It's like a TikTok trend before it even happened. Yeah. And it, I guess it didn't dawn on me like the lyrics of the Harlem Shake until this recent rewatch of Sweet Dreams. Um, it mm-hmm. literally says no, like I had my subtitles on, like before, like the beat drops. It says con la ter- terroristas with the terrorists. Is that <laughs> what it's saying? I don't know. What does it? Oh, no. terroristas. Hold on. Harlem. I'm <laughs> this, this episode has caused some strange Google searches. I had to look at what an octoroon was. Oh, I found out yeah. what that one was. That was oh, so you guys didn't yeah. know what that was? <laughs> My no. favorite thing is it says now offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so of course Kitty would say it. I okay. And then Sam like high fives Jake. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I so that was actually, I texted Colin and Alyssa about this episode. Literally in the first like five minutes, I was pausing, having a meltdown, taking notes. And literally like that happened. And then Colin was like, oh yeah, like actually this episode like gets kind of good. And I was like, Colin, they just used the word octoroon. I do not see how this episode is yeah. going to be good. There are some moments in this episode that are like, Glee actually achieving and culminating to something, which is so rare, especially in season four. No one else is with me. That's okay. Well, I mean, like, there's in one of the storylines, there's a beginning, middle, end, and someone learns something, which is, you know, like that. That is pretty rare for Glee in one episode to do that. Like, all nice, roundly, you know, wrapped up in a little package. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. But the rest of it's uh, a bit, you know, I... The more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, this is rough. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, just that one aspect of the show, the episode is like, okay, but on the scales of justice, it's it's not quite making it a just episode for me. Yeah. And not to be a downer, but this is Finn's last episode. Yes. That's what Colin said, but I didn't realize oh, I didn't that. Realize how are that. they gonna how are they gonna wrap that up? Don't tell me I haven't they seen don't. it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I no, think yeah, it's better for know. her to know. <laughs> I okay. I feel as though like this was actually a okay 
wrap up somehow for Finn. I don't know if yeah. I stand alone with this opinion, but I really enjoyed that he had, you know, you know, primarily scenes with Puck, the scenes with Will, and also that final conversation with Rachel. Like those mm-hmm. three main characters, I'm like, you hit all of them. I mean, if you threw in a, a scene with Kurt, that would have been, you know, just yeah. icing on the cake. Yeah. But like, I'm glad that in his final episode that he got to, you know, primarily speak with those characters. So that's true. I don't know. Interesting. That's fair. I didn't know that was his last episode. And then now looking back at those scenes, weirdly it is, there's a lot of, uh, he's going in a direction. There's some wrap up there. Um, yeah, it felt weird because I didn't know it was his last episode either, but I knew like it was coming. Mm-hmm. It was like, mm-hmm. you know, going to be here soon. And I was like, I wonder if this is it. For, for no reason, except maybe like a weird feeling. I don't know, mm-hmm. but it does have sort of a finality to it. It's kind of haunting when uh, Coach Beast is like, hey, life is short, forgive Finn. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, ooh. Really? Yikes. I will yeah. say though, you know, maybe another an unpopular opinion. I wouldn't have enjoyed a Puck Finn college storyline. So uh, <laughs> like a fight for your right was not like, I was not fighting for that right to go forward. Um, no, no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Going to, I think I said this when we pulled this song on our show and I talked about it, um, going to a Midwestern public school, like Finn and Puck are, um, I don't know if, that was the right song for that audience, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other songs would have hit at a frat party a little bit more. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I went to a Midwestern public school as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, when this song came out, I was kind of like, what? I don't. I mean, I love the Beastie Boys, but it doesn't really make sense. I mean, it's it's outdated for them, and that's kind of Puck and Finch stick as their quote unquote yeah. old souls. Right. I had a group of guys from my high school that were obsessed with this song and they would play this song. Yeah. At any given opportunity. And it was like, they, I guess they were like popular kids. It was this one really nerdy kid that started off like high school, like freshman that like rose to like fame because like people thought his Twitter was funny. And then like he made his entire personality beastie boys. And he was like, I love fight for your right. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Me being Santana, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about the Finn storyline first, because we're kind of already there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Finn uh, is in college. He loves it because people are just doing the Harlem Shake all the time. Um, and he goes to his dorm room and his roommate is gone and Puck has moved in, even though he's not really, actually a student there. not taking classes. And honestly, they didn't even have to tell us his thing. I'm auditing classes. That's how he said it. <laughs> soft tea. Um, I knew that. I knew he didn't get into college. <laughs> yeah. We can fill in the blanks there. Yeah. Wait, but can you live... At college? No, no, you can't. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. But, I mean, I definitely knew some people who had 
people living in their dorm rooms for like weeks you know yeah that's as, very not allowed but it happens as a former college ra those people were my nightmare it's always the boyfriend it's always right. some boyfriend because girlfriends don't want to live in a boy's trashy apartment Ew. these are some stupid gender roles I'm, I'm sorry but uh boy it's always a boyfriend living in a girl's apartment causing like roommate problems I had to deal with that when I was an RA. And I was like, dude, just like. Get out or I feel like deceased. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think I would be a very good RA. I think I would call the police a lot. <laughs> <laughs> be like, Alyssa, your whole job is to mediate and to diffuse the situation. Yeah. I diffuse the situation by calling the police. <laughs> so I just have to deal with it. <laughs> I think the biggest thing that I kept saying and I texted Connellis, I was like, where are all the RAs? Like mm-hmm. there's just chaos happening mm-hmm. in this dorm when he walks in and finds Puck in his room. It's like, is there no security in this building? What is oh, happening? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, it, it, like, it's it's going out into the hallway as well. They mm-hmm. they did that entire slip and slide. And also, side note, entire regression of Finn as a character that bikini tax thing. Right. Oh my yeah. god, assassination like, of a character. Oh my god, Maybe we were rooting fight. for you. We were all rooting for you. Exactly. We were yeah. rooting for you. Yeah, it's. You know, I lived on campus even in the summer, and we like. One time we tried to have like a pool inside and they did not let us do that. So I cannot imagine <laughs> them doing that in the middle of the school year. Um, yeah, so Finn is like, he's enjoying college. And then Beast is telling Will, as we mentioned earlier, like, you know, life's too short. I used to fight with my sister, Denise. But then when the stuff with Cooter was happening, Denise was really there for me. So, and I'm really glad we got to make up together, like make up, like you should make up with Finn. And Will's like, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't want to be an adult, even though I am one. Yeah, I don't want to be a professional friend of a 19-year-old child. Former student student of mine. Someone whose brain is not even close to being fully fully developed. developed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, And we'll touch on this in the Marley storyline, but some of the kids are like, you know, Finn let us contribute. And so Mm -hmm. Will is feeling like, okay, maybe I need to change things up so he goes to finn in college and finn and puck are doing this like slip and slide thing and uh, grilled cheese with an iron which i'm pretty sure you also can't have an iron in a dorm oh you can't you definitely can't yeah Yeah. and i'm like is jesus gonna appear on these grilled cheeses why is that such like a why is because i've seen this trope before making grilled cheese with irons in college like did that used to be a thing when I know Paris Ryan Murphy was in college? Or, you know, was, was Paris Hilton makes grilled cheeses Wait, yeah, with her what? iron? <laughs> so my boyfriend is obsessed with Paris Hilton and has sent me videos because I'm a bad cook. He's like, this is you. And it's like Paris Hilton <laughs> making like breakfast with like an iron and like grilled cheeses um, and eggs. And, I yeah. love that. That's on brand. I feel yeah. like it's a trope because in college, you're not allowed to have anything where you can cook except a microwave. Like, I don't mm-hmm. even have toasters in some places or Bunsen burners or hot plates. Like, mm-hmm. so I think 
I don't know. I think it's just a trope to be like, okay, well, what are these crazy kids going to use to do their cooking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes, yeah. Basically, it's a system made to rely on the school so much that you're putting so much money into the school that you go into serious debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if you're living on campus, though, you do typically have a meal plan. Yeah. <laughs> and then go to the cafeteria, which, as a former RI in undergrad and grad school, I miss my cafeterias. Really? Hey, these, these kids are like maybe enrolled, showing yeah, up like three kidding. weeks before the end of the semester. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck they're doing, what they're paying for at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got paid to have the meal plan. Yeah, your meals are free. We didn't. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Food at BU was a lot better than... Uh, so you don't actually you don't actually miss the the cafeteria. You miss the free food. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> and yeah. the BU Boston University, I won't donate nineteen eighty nine dollars in honor of Red T Taylor's version, as you asked me to BU, but I did enjoy your cafeteria. I That's how like BU actually did. <laughs> yes, they called me, and I'm like, dude, I'm so broke, I can't give you money. I'm nice because it's like a student. I'm not gonna harass them. But I'm yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, this what's up. But I'm like, I'm broke, and then they're like, do you want to donate nineteen dollars and eighty nine cents in honor of Taylor Swift? And I'm like, <laughs> that person had your had your fucking Instagram or some sort of like file ready. on you pulled up. They like, knew. <laughs> we got Swifty on the line. We got this basic bitch white boy who loves his Taylor Swift. Yeah, he's obsessed with spending $19.89. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Actually, it's so funny because my undergrad literally called me like five minutes before we started recording. And I have them specifically set to like CSU donors or BU donors. And it came up, I was like, mm-mm. Not happening. No, no, no. Yeah. Not today. Reach out to me in like 10 years when I'm like established, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, like never, because I already gave you my money. Yeah. 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 I paid like $30,000 <laughs> to go to your lady. school. I'm not, you're not schooling and housing me anymore. So I'm not going to yeah. give you my money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. we'll. So yeah, Finn does the whole gross bikini top thing um, where he is like, I'm going to need your bikini tops as tickets. And then as he's like putting them in his pocket, um, Will comes in and is like, oh, like you're like studying hard. And he's like, I need you to come to my house. Tell me how to live. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Would be funnier if he said, I need you to come to my good Christian home and tell me how to live. But (laughs) that's for the glee boat. and Will is like, basically like, I want you to come back. Like, we miss you in the choir room. And Finn's like, no, you know, I got to do my own thing. Which the show kind of frames as him being selfish. But yeah. it's, He's very, 19. it's very valid for him to want to go to college and become a teacher. Well, yeah, I don't understand why this wasn't more of a... Like this, this seems like a kind of a like a joke episode where mm-hmm. he's going to college and he's not really studying. But the last yeah. thing we knew about him was that he actually did want to become a teacher. Yeah, like I don't. True. Yeah, why, it doesn't line up for me. Yeah, like what happened off screen to make him be like, oh, actually, I want to major in partying. Like, right. I don't. Also, like it's super valid for him to be like, no, I don't want to come back. You treated me like garbage and embarrassed me in front of some of my fellow classmates and then like you know these other kids like 
And I also, like, I kissed oh. your wife. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird just, for you, bro. Yeah. I don't like, uh, I mean, Finn and Will's relationship, obviously very, very strange, but I'm just like thinking about like Mr. Schuster driving all the way out to Chicago and like going to like Mike Chang's school and being like, <laughs> Hey, Mike Chang, we need you. And Mike Chang just being like, fuck off. And it's like, <laughs> leave me the fuck alone. I don't know. It's just so weird. Leave yeah. us alone. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Will didn't even have to drive to the University of Lima, as they called it, which does not exist. I'm pretty sure. No. Uh, yeah. But like, he probably just like walked down the street. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we get this scene of. Finn and Puck at this frat party singing Fight for Your Right to Party. It literally, as I'm talking about the scene, I realize that it contributes absolutely nothing to this episode and the storyline. No. No. Nothing that will ever be revisited. All we see is we enter in on them performing. Finn's at the drum set. Puck is on his guitar. And then... (laughs) These like two bros bring them outside and they're like, hey, you're so awesome. You saved our party, which I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. But then they're like, join our frat. We won't have to haze you. And I went, oh, not a topic to joke about, my friends. Even though you guys are apparently gay, we won't haze you. So that means that they're going to haze them because because they're gay. If it doesn't happen. Which I did notice that Finn and Puck did not correct. They didn't correct it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so maybe they've been doing some other college experiments. Yeah. College I mean, Puck is wearing one of Mercedes' many fedoras in this scene. And I hated it. <laughs> uh, that is some character growth for Finn, though, because in season one, he would have freaked out if someone saw he was gay. That's true. true. That is okay. true, yeah. Yeah. Even if the um, rest of this episode was a total assassination of this character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Finn is... there. He's in college, he's loving it, but then he's, like, sleeping through his test. He gets, like, a pink slip from his sociology professor. Mm-hmm. And then he missed a test, Pretty which scary. I think... Was a thing in the olden days. Pink yeah, slip. what the fuck is it? The person slip? that wrote this probably went to college 15 or 20 years before this. Mm-hmm. Because I was in college when when he was in college. And if that happened, they would just email you or they would be like, I don't fucking care. Like, it's your tuition money. Yeah. Busting down the toilet. Although, to be fair, I don't have any firsthand experience with pink slips or non-pink slips because I don't think I ever missed a test. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, those did not happen. Uh Yeah. Um, And Finn's just like, oh, I'll just ace the finals for like 60% of my grade. And then Puck is like, then you're going to be a crappy teacher. And that actually means something. Like if you're a crappy high school student who cares, but if you're a crappy teacher, that's like, that's bad. And he's like, Mm -hmm. We are trying to, like, they say that we're stupid and we're fuck-ups. We're trying to, like, make a name for ourselves. I'm working on my screenplay. Um, 
which we never hear about ever again. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) Sorry. Here's the thing that like, I understand in movies and television shows that a lot of characters are writers because the people that are writing them are writers. However, with Glee, and it usually lands, it usually lands for me, but with Glee making the writer character puck, I'm like, no, no, no. No, this is not what <laughs> As we a writer, needed. wouldn't you want better representation? <laughs> exactly. Right. It's so weird. They were like, okay, I guess we have Puck left. I don't know. Also, <laughs> at least he is sleeping with college girls now instead of Kitty. Oh, yeah. Well, he's still dating Kitty. Like, what happened to that? That was confirmed like five or six episodes ago. Maybe he I- still is. I think Season that Kitty four is a shit show. Kitty does say in the next episode, I think she says in the next episode um, that she's no longer dating Puck. Convenient. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I also just like, I don't like when they would make Puck the sort of the mouthpiece for morality for the storyline. Right. And like they used to do this a lot with even heavier topics and it was just very uncomfortable and i mean i guess it's good but all of a sudden they're just like puck's like oh shit you're missing tests like no one of us has to do right like i don't know it felt really quick yeah Yeah. it makes no sense for him in particular and it never does when he like points out somebody else's flaws I mean, except for when Quinn was trying to steal her baby from Shelby. Right. <laughs> True. <laughs> that, he was valid. He was valid. Like, stop that. trying to steal the baby and let me sleep with the mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, boy. So then Finn comes back to McKinley. Will is having like, this flashback where he's remembering the uh, crowd winning nationals. That. Or, uh, sec- regional. That was nationals. That was nationals. Yeah, yeah, that was nationals that he oh, was yeah. he right. was imagining. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just confirming that he lives vicariously through his students. Oh my god! Yes. No, yeah, like when Finn walks in. Maybe this is like too inappropriate. I'm so sorry if it is. When Finn walks in and he sees Mr. Schuster alone, like remembering nationals i wanted finn to be like mr schuster why is your penis out like like literally <laughs> like why reminiscing <laughs> yeah about like this like glee club nationals like it is the peak of his life yeah yeah and he's just trying to chase that dream again <laughs> it's a dream sweet dreams sweet dreams dreams true. <laughs> oh god <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Finn is like, I'll come back. I talk to the dean. I can get college credit. Um, which it's like you wouldn't talk to the dean of students. You would talk to like your program. Your department. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, honestly, it's one of the more believable things Clay has done. So I was like, yeah, buy it. It's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's like. But no more making me do your coffee or your dry cleaning. You know, we're going to be equals. We're going to be partners and we're going to do this together. I'm 19 and I'm working on my undergrad and you're a full-blown teacher with a master's. We're equals. (laughs) Does he have a master's degree? He couldn't even speak Spanish. (laughs) That's true. 
Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, a teaching certificate, maybe. <laughs> but even that, like, that's right. Like, he, like, Shu has more, way more experience than he does. And he's like, I want to yeah. be equal. Like, not equals, like, you can be peers. And you yeah. can, like, an assistant coach doesn't, like, they're not necessarily in super equal terms as, like, the actual coach. They yeah. do other tasks to help the coach. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, Finn's already a better teacher than Mr. Shu. So, Valid. like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how, how much experience we want to put into this. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, Finn was the best man in Will's wedding. Like, I can't imagine that this, this relationship just gets more inappropriate as the show goes on. Yeah. Yeah. And then they yeah. hug and make up. And then they kiss. <laughs> yeah. And then Finn gets pregnant. I I wanted to say that this is the end of Finn and Will's inappropriate relationship, but it isn't because in the quarterback, he like, he like black holding. Oh my God. He um, gaslights everybody into like, like he's like, oh, Puck, we know you, you saw the jacket. And it's like, no, you've been having the jacket the entire time. You're gaslighting everybody in this room yeah mm-hmm. oh boy so it does get weird and obsessive yes mm-hmm. yeah in about five <laughs> episodes yep oh boy mm-hmm. yeah uh so then will brings finn back or will bring yeah, will brings finn back to the classroom and uh everyone's so excited that he's back and they're gonna work on nationals together um and yeah, so that's really the end of Finn's storyline, which for a Glee storyline and for a farewell storyline that they didn't know was going to be a farewell storyline, pretty good. Yeah. 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 We Finn get the was, scene with Rachel. Yeah. He's it's working cute. towards something mm-hmm. um, that we wanted from Finn. Um, yeah. So his season four arc, he's kind of found where he's going. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Army to film school or is film school before that? He wanted to go to film school. Like uh, he wanted to be an actor he last to be season. The actor studio college or something that's yeah. about it. And then the <laughs> army and then glee club leader and then college kid and then college kid, but also teaching. Yeah. Good for him. Mm-hmm. He really did it all. Mm-hmm. We love you, Finn. And he got into all of this because Will put tried to say that he had pot on him, conned him into it. Yep. Oh God! <laughs> no reason any of this happened. It's because yeah. Will was spying on him in the shower. Yeah. So it started off really creepy, and it's going to end kind of obsessively. It's a perfect arc. Yep. Yeah. To I'm Rand. I'm going to miss Finn for all his problems. He was one of my favorite characters. I think Cory Monty acted him really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and despite, as the show went on, Cory Monty's so looking obviously not like a teenager. His <laughs> oh acting God. was the most like a teenager. So, like, when they were, like, talking with the frat bros, I was like, that's four 35-year-old men. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um... Finn is probably the most like a teenager after Tina. Tina is the most yes. realistic teenager. Can't wait to talk about Tina in this episode. 
Oh, there's so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so hmm, let's talk about Rachel because I, I hate the Marley song. So we're saying. Agree. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel was talking about her dream that is remarkably consistent for this show of playing Fanny Bryce on Broadway, a dream that Leah Michelle will not achieve in real life. R.I.P. This is sort of haunting. Yeah, watching that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's like, I want to be Barbara Streisand. I have my Barbara Streisand altar. On this uh, altar, she talks about how uh, Barbara was dating or was once in cahoots. I don't know what their relationship status was with Justin Trudeau's dad, the mm-hmm. former prime minister of Canada. Amazing. So and that means Justin Trudeau almost had Barbara Streisand as a stepmother or something like that. The world is so small. The world is so small. And the only in that same like sentence, she talks about Josh Brolin or James Brolin. Brolin. The only time I have literally ever heard James Brolin's name spoken is in the season nine episode of Friends when (laughs) Rachel is pregnant, but she's trying to keep it a secret. So Phoebe's like, I'm pregnant. And the dad is James Brolin. Oh my gosh. And all the other cast members are like, isn't he like married to Barbara Streisand? <laughs> oh my gosh. And Phoebe's like, oh, he didn't tell me that. I don't know who James Brolin is. I'm assuming he's a good actor. I don't know. He's the oldest brother of uh, the guy who plays Thanos, who was also in the Goonies. Is and he then- Josh? Josh Brolin, yes. Okay, I don't think Thanos. there's another Brolin. Unless I'm just thinking of James Brolin. But yeah. I think there's another one. But yeah, crazy. Worlds collide. I Hello, just, gorgeous. Just like thinking of Barbara Streisand being like the first lady of Canada. <laughs> it could have been so good. The hats. Uh, the hats. So my main yeah. thing, my main thing with Rachel being so into being Fanny Bryce and being Barbara Streisand is that Barbara Streisand has fantastic comedic timing. Rachel does not. Rachel is a purely serious person. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's ever made a joke on the show. I just. Yeah. I mean, I her sitcom flopped. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't see, like, I see why she's obsessed but I really don't think that she would actually be the right person for the role because it would be super performative. She, oh, has, right. she hasn't a comedic bone in her body. Yeah. And in, in this is the same scene where she's talking about like her past self. And then you see her little five-year-old self watching a TV and the five-year-old is like more serious than the adult version of her. Right. <laughs> watching this movie that is like, I mean, there are funny parts to the movie, but like, she's just like stone face. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch like, something when you're five, I feel like, yeah, you, somewhat there's excited. expressions. Yeah. You yeah. have expressions, like, especially if you like it. Yeah. Like, your eyes are wide and stuff. Like, there's anything they could have done, but no. Just that, 
The thing about this voiceover for me was that it was like, just like completely unnecessary. I'm just like, we know Rachel, like the entire time that she was like talking, I was like, yeah, we've been watching you for an entire four seasons now. We know that this is what you want to do. Let's move on. It just seemed like, so like Rachel just sort of just like regurgitating things that she's already said before. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want to be like Barbara Streisand. I'm like, yeah, hello. We've yeah. watched the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Remember even when like he's the... saying Yentl while Kurt's dad was in the hospital? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So also like in the, the Glee, the Glee recap, they actually have like a couple shots from the pilot. So it's like, yeah, we mm-hmm. know this information. It is, it is super pointless. Yeah. You sang Don't Rain on My Parade like three times now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you choked and you said pleak. 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 Pleak of the week. So she's at Miata trying to, like, I'm going to rehearse these Barbara songs. And we get. Get a shout out to the meme I made for the, the social media once of Adina Menzel over Emma Roberts' body. Yes. <laughs> Surprise, bitch. Surprise, bitch. Yeah. The last of me. <laughs> um, she's okay, is, this, is this new information that we learn, Broadway babies? Is yes. that like, yeah. it's a I new thing we learn so. this episode? Yeah. Sounds yeah. terrifying. Fame oh, for toddlers. Fame for Absolutely toddlers. Not. Oh God. Like the concept of like cutthroat. Yeah, the the Broadway <laughs> people need a place for their children to go. Perfect. Oh, but you're training them to be their parents. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, However, ne- I we're getting into next to me. I'm assuming. Yeah. We're going to talk about yeah. next to me. I have beef with Andrew McGuire. For okay. I have beef with you. All right, go because ahead. You, we were just talking about poker face. Love. Oh, and you were mm. like, poker face, best Shelby and Rachel duet. It is. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Wait, next I, to me is. Okay. Mm, can we I'm, can we gauge the audience? I'm gonna have to say <laughs> that I hate poker face with every part of my being. And you can listen to the episode in which we talk about it. But that is way better than this cover. What? Oh. Wow. I actually like poker face. Yes. Yeah. It's, is it's Noah going to be with me on this? No, I agree with you. Okay. Um, it's you and I against the world. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I did not like this at all. Really? It felt so performative. Like we're like poker face. There was actually something interesting happening with their relationship. Yes. This was like Shelby's literally like we're Facebook friends, Rachel. I'm like, so you guys don't talk. Cool. No. Cool. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not here for the storyline. I could give a shit okay, about Broadway babies. <laughs> but this song is so good. Like I want to listen to that song so often. It's such yeah. a good like. The original is so fucking amazing. This is a good cover, good cover for their voices. It hits. Andrew, you're wrong. Yeah, no, this doesn't. I think this might be the worst Rachel Shelby duet for me. I, I mean, like, it's still, like, like literally, I've said this before, um, Adina Menzel and Liam Michelle could sing a song where they go poo-poo pee-pee, poo-poo pee-pee, and it would still chart. I've said this on record. However, like, literally, like, this does nothing for me. 
context, which I know you're not a context queen, the context for this is like literally like Adina Menzel is like, well, any opportunity to sing next to you. I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm just like, like literally they ham it in. I don't like it. Poker Face at least had something substantial to do with the plot. Yeah. But it was a bad cover. I thought they did something fun with the song that was yeah. different from the original. That, and... no, it didn't work. It didn't work. That song's not supposed to sound like that. No, you I love the, the original and not <laughs> I think the best Idina and well, Shelby and Rachel duet is the one they sang from Les Mis. I Dreamed a Dream. That yeah. one gives me chills. It's good. What about somewhere? That one is they do somewhere together, right? They do, yeah. yeah. That's a good one, too. Oh, I like that one. They both have really good voices. But here, I guess I'm just going to say is I don't really like them doing things together, mostly because of context. Um, okay. But if I heard this this cover out of context, I still wouldn't like it. I also would not like Poker Face. I'm sorry. Listen, at the end of the day, I mean, this is like slim pickings for best song of the episode. And I'm sorry if I'm like putting the cart before the horse right now. This is still the best song of the episode. It is. That's what I was about to say. But this fight for your right and two Marley shits. Yeah. Oh, and then um, Leah Michelle doing Don't Stop Believing. Oh, but. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so like... I'm going to say, as an appearance of Shelby, the character, this was her least problematic appearance. It's yeah, true. Because it came out <laughs> right. of nowhere. It has no impact on anything. Mm-mm. So I guess, yeah, it's a, that's a big pro. And she yeah. doesn't finish this appearance with, actually, Rachel, I don't want to be in your life anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, she comes in and she's like, hey, we're friends. I moved to New York. I'm proud of you. I... Oh, you reminded me that I'm an old hag at 35, however old Adina Menzel was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then I can't play this anymore. And I'm like, they would cast Adina Menzel as funny girl now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, it's fine. Like, but she's like, oh, you shouldn't do Barbara, which I think is correct. Absolutely. She's so right. That is correct audition advice. You never, unless you're doing community theater for on the Roof, and they asked you to sing a song from Fiddler on the Roof, <laughs> and then they switched it to Annie. This didn't happen to me. Um, uh, they, like, don't sing the song from the show you're going to be in. Like, yeah. don't. That's, that's something a, she should know. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't. But then she's also never been in a show except for high school production, so she doesn't know anything. That's true. Yeah. She didn't get the glass menagerie, also, so. how did... Idina Menzel get into the school. Why can just people walk into school? <laughs> we just had a school shooter episode last week. It's true. It's so true. It's so true. What Mr. Schuster kind of and also sending? Shelby. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. So, but Shelby walks in, sings a song, walks out. They talk about she has a Broadway daycare. Yeah. Cool. Is that the last we see Shelby in the show? I'm not sure, but Hopefully. I think so. Wait, can I tell you? Yeah. It is. It is the last. It's Shelby's last episode and also Finn's last episode. Oh my God. Um, okay. But the thing to me, I mean, like, Shelby gives the same advice that Finn later also, gives Rachel. Yeah. And I'm like, why did we get this same scene twice? It just feels as though 
Adina Menzel was like, I'm available for like two hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm in town. Like, do you want anything? And they're like, okay, yeah, I guess so. Um, And then they have her come in and they do this song and then she's just out for the rest of the series. Um, I don't know. It wasn't necessary for me. I love that. I love the idea that she just like calls up and he's like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Do you need anything? They're like, yeah, "Uh, yeah, we can throw something together. Yeah. <laughs> or she was like, hey, I'm in town. I don't want my last storyline in Glee to be the fact that I slept with Puck. Totally. Can I have something Ooh. else? Yeah, that's yeah. Pal- Palby. I- Remember when we were talking about Palby on this podcast? Palby. I-, I feel like, okay, honestly, this would have came like way out of left field. However, I feel as though it would have been much better use of Adine Menzel's time if they shot a scene with Adine Menzel and Diana Agron where Adine Menzel checks in on Quinn instead of Rachel. Yeah. Rachel doesn't need it. Quinn needs it. The way she... they left off, I'm just like, they they still need to resolve some things, I feel. True. But I don't yeah. know. But we haven't seen Quinn in a hot minute. Like oh, yeah. The Quinn's... Minute. <laughs> Quinn's gone. Since Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Seven, six, seven episodes ago? She was at the wedding. Oh, oh yeah, she's at the, the wedding when she slept yeah. with Santana, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wow. Quinn is episode. one of the most, I hate to say this, but one of the more well-adjusted characters in that she's not constantly coming back to high school. That's like, true. And when she is back in high school, it's like, oh, I'm here for a wedding. I'm here for Thanksgiving. Like, like, like legitimate yeah. reasons why someone would be back. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Okay, so Rachel then calls Finn about the audition and Finn is like, Finn is trying to figure out how to plug in a laptop. Like he doesn't know how. How did that man get into college? (laughs) I don't know. And then he answers and he's all nervous and they're talking about like her funny girl audition and he's like, gonna do great. But you know, you wanna do something that comes from the heart, shows your passion, you know? Um, shows who you are like you're gonna wow the judges but you gotta you know speak from the heart um and Rachel's like you know thank you like that's what I need to hear and he's like she's like why don't you stay longer next time you're in town like he's like oh I thought you'd want to yell at me for what I did which is assault Brody um and she's like no like thank you for like doing that and like I wish you had stayed longer punching like my partner. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, my hand still hurts. His face has sharp edges. I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. This whole phone call, Finn, she, <laughs> Rachel literally asks, so how's college? And he's like, well, da, 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 da. And she's like, okay, so my funny girl audition is this week. <laughs> yeah. Which is so true to character, though. And it's so, so accurate. <laughs> yeah. So my funny girl audition's coming up. And he's like, oh, no, I think you should do something classical. And she's like, you want me to do Don't Stop Believing? And he's like, yeah, do Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> I don't want you to tell me anything new. I just want you to confirm what I want to do is a good idea. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, Rachel goes into the audition and she sings uh, Don't Stop Believing. We see an opera singer before her. Uh, this is yes. what happens when you get a cow call for Funny Girl. Um, and then uh, I'm like, there would be multiple auditions, but okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. She gets up there, she sings Funny Girl, or not Funny Girl, she sings Don't Stop Believing. And you get these flash, not flashbacks, but visions of Kurt, Mercedes, speaking of characters we haven't seen in a hot minute, 
uh, Tina, Artie, and Finn all kind of sing with her, and they're kind of doing their original Don't Stop Believing performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine being Amber Riley and then calling her for like the first time in months and being like, yeah. hey, so we have like a great spot for you. She's like, okay, awesome, what is it? You're going to be background to Rachel doing an exact scene you've done before. And she's yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're so angry, right? She's like, fine, I'll do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. I have so many thoughts about this. <laughs> okay, give me your thoughts because I have thoughts too. Like, like literally, I don't know. At the end of the performance, obviously, like the the camera wides out. They're not there. It's all a vision. They're and then, like, there. one of the producers like stands up and is like, <laughs> "What was going Rachel, on? <laughs> something happened to you up there." <laughs> and I'm like thinking, like, it would have been so hilarious too. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been so hilarious if, like, Rachel, like, mimicked, like, she was, like, acting out an entire, like, scene between everybody. And she's like, Mercedes, you were sharp. Tina, what are you even doing here? Marty, please watch your choreo. Just, like, completely alone in front of the producers. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's hilarious. It's a hilarious number to me for all the wrong reasons. She, so, like, if we're going with a logic that, yes, she was having this sort of vision. That means she was, like, looking off yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Right. That's where that guy was like, are you okay? Right. <laughs> Do we need to take you somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what he meant. And then that answer, they were like, I mean, I guess we'll give the crazy girl yeah. a call back. Yeah. yeah. Um, perfect. <laughs> and I... she's, yeah, she, she's just like, I wouldn't be where I am right now without the gay, the black, the Asian. So... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what Beanie Feldstein said when she auditioned. Uh, terrific. <laughs> yeah, these friends that she treats like garbage and barely talks to. Um, I don't even hot. think Rachel has Tina's number set. No, definitely not. <laughs> hot take, though. I liked this. Um, okay. <laughs> I take. I enjoyed this. (laughs) I, as we all know, I'm a basic bitch. I'm easily pleased, and I like. I thought this was a great culmination of what they set up in the pilot. This is Rachel's dream, and the Glee Club is what got her to like working towards her dream and like the support from her friends. Does the narrative of the of the show show Leah Michelle's character relying on her friends? Not really. Would it, would it in a better show and would this work better in a show that did that? Yes, that's for the Glee boot. Mm-hmm. But like this scene shows like a culmination of an arc and like the past work of all the seasons kind of like leading up to this. And like it it didn't make me like emotional, emotional, but like I felt emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, yeah, I think if she was to do a song for Funny Girl, this is what she should do because I know they're going to cover Don't Stop Believing at least one more time. And I think this was a better choice uh, for when they cover it. I'm I feel like that they're song. Do it again. They do it one more time. Oh, well, I mean, they do it really like two more times, but they just like reshow the pilot version in the uh, penultimate episode. So okay. I be. agree. <laughs> I agree with you, Colin, in that this scene, like they made an effort to try and do something that called back to the beginning. Yeah. I don't think that this would have gone down as a really good audition song. 
especially Mm -hmm. with the like middle part of the song just being piano i i was gonna say something oh yeah that's what gets me is that i think i I, again i agree with colin i felt emotions because (laughs) in you know as a fantasy sequence it makes sense it is a culmination but in the realism of the scene that guy was asking if she was okay because she was singing to piano and i feel like it really wouldn't it sound it would sound very anemic um that that song is not meant for one person it means not meant for one person in a piano it's just not it's it's not it's not a good audition song especially for something this big yeah because we're hearing it and we get sort of the the fullness with even the um harmonies. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so like it would be really anemic <laughs> unless i, I kind of wish that we had just seen her sing it on her own and see if they could make it into something um, that would be interesting yeah don't but stop believing in parentheses <laughs> Rachel's version. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel's version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of feel like if they were able to do something like that, that would be cool. I think that would Wait, I feel be a like better that's, execution. I feel like that's literally what it's called on iTunes, Rachel's version. Rachel's version, mistaken. it might be. Yeah. Taylor Swift stole that. <laughs> Start the beef. Oh, it's called Rachel Rachel's solo audition version. So Interesting. they wow. add some words in there. Don't stop I, believing 10 minute long version. It it makes me wonder if like they tried to do that and then realized it sucked and then they're like let's put in the hallucination yeah Yeah, they're like we have to this is the crux of this episode (laughs) and her arc we already paid mercedes (laughs) (laughs) so then rachel is like waiting and kurt is making cookies and they're talking about Broadway babies or whatever. And Rachel's like, Kurt's like, you know, maybe no news is good news. And Rachel's like, maybe I would have heard. And then she gets the phone call and then she answers it. And she's like, yes, oh my gosh. And then she like puts on a sad face. Yeah. And she's like, that was the producer. I got a call back for Funny Girl. And then uh, they freak out together. I was yeah. hoping that she wasn't going to get a call back, but... That was just like, oh, I wonder how what that would be like. But I knew that it was going to happen. Yeah. But it's just um, a callback. She still has to prove herself. Yeah. Rachel gets everything she wants, even things she didn't know she wanted, like Whoopi Goldberg's as Carmen Thibodeau's winter showcase. Right. Um, what the fuck? This, this scene, I caught something new with this scene that I absolutely love. Um, when she picks up the phone she is not on a phone call Love she it. <laughs> is it, like you can see her home screen and she is absolutely not on a phone call and so i like in my head it's canon that it's like she's just gaslighting kurt and she's like oh my god <laughs> she already knew she already yeah. knew like yesterday yeah and then like kurt witnesses her doing to like santana or something yeah. <laughs> it's like what wait you're just doing this with everybody <laughs> yeah she originally got a phone call like while she was like on the toilet or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, is Santana in their apartment at this point she yes. is Basically, yes but she's bartending yeah. at the coyote ugly bar downtown 
I, she's like living with like Lena Dunham at this point. Is that true? She threatened that once, but she is living with Kachel. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she's got an Emmy, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so Rachel gets what she wants. Also, the other thing that I hate about like people doing phone calls in TV shows and movies is they never say goodbye. And yeah. They never have that. Okay. Yeah, it's like when she was talking to Sam, she's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and I was like, you're not going to be like a no, you hang up first or like something stupid like that. Yeah. It's like, goodbye. Right. Yeah. Say goodbye. So weird. But anyway, hmm. suspension of disbelief. Yeah. All right. I drank a whole thing of wine, so I'm going to be back to talk about <laughs> talk about Marley. And, <laughs> He's actually going to run away from the house, and we have to take up that contact. Yeah. We have to talk about Marley. We're forced to. <laughs> but you're muted. Oh, sorry. I did look up the uh, Harlem Shake thing. Yes. And, of course, like, I had to go to Google Translate, and you're right. It is, like, with the terrorists. It's with the terrorists. Yeah. So... Weird. And hmm. why that right happened? after a school shooting episode? Yeah, why that's in? I don't understand. Uh, so gross! It's so gross. What happened? I get so he was hunting a cricket, and I had to kill it. Oh. But now it's stuck on the back of my folder. Like it's still twitching. Good hunter. Uh, you all first are good hunters. <laughs> she once brought Alyssa like a dead mouse when she was living in Boston. That's amazing. Yeah, she's she's really like concerned that. about Alyssa's eating. She's like you don't hunt for yourself. You need How are you eating food? How yeah. are you staying alive? I need to give you this mouse. Exactly. So when did you guys start your podcast? we just started in march early march Mm -hmm. okay so we both picked really good times to do a glee podcast after the show's been out for a very long time oh yeah exactly very relevant yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. um so marley referenced in the school shooting episode i don't think we talked about this in our episode that she had because who cared um that she had a thing of songs that she wrote <laughs> i don't think yeah. we mentioned that because i just <laughs> edited it yeah i just listened oh. to it today yeah we did not mention that um she Oops. wrote she writes songs i don't think uh, we thought that was gonna get into <laughs> Poor Marley. No, no, I love that. That might be my favorite part of this the entire episode is that like it's it's like already like the camera in her face and she's like, I wrote these songs and they're actually really good. They're in, in a drawer. And crying at the same time because she's yeah. in the same situation. Yeah. Um, and she's like, so I'm going to take them out and I'm going to, they're going to see the light of day. Everyone's acting weird because of the shooting. Everyone seems like off, like, and Brittany's being pressured by MIT and Tina is starting to dress steampunk, mm-hmm. which I loved and I wish would continue. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. it was so good. It was so good. I, I loved it. was so stunned. But then it brought me back to how like she started off really goth and then she <laughs> got into like like go-go girl type like yeah. 60s 70s dress hung up 
and I loved mm-hmm. it. And then she went back to steampunk and I was like, I just, I didn't also wasn't steampunk. Like, was it a thing then? Cause I know there was like a resurgence of steampunk, like my senior year of high school, but I don't know if it was still relevant in this time. Mm-hmm. I think there was always a corner of the internet that was true. Oh, there's still living that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's always like, been a corner of the internet that's talking about. I remember they were really popular yep. like my freshman year of high school or college. But I guess I guess this would have been my freshman year of college. Yeah. So I guess maybe they were relevant on that. Yeah. Oh god, if they were to do a steampunk draft song, oh my god, or a steampunk draft, I don't know what they're called. And so they, they talk about, we're going to talk about this with the Marley stuff. It's very tangentially related that there's a new Cheerios coach and Tina cannot remember if she is on the Cheerios or not. Right. I had a problem <laughs> so with this. Good. Yeah. Because I'm like, I hate when Glee does this where they're like, they are poking fun of like the fact that they don't even know what's happening. Yeah. And so they're okay. having the characters say it and it's like, then stop doing that. Like Tina, right. is Tina on the Cheerios or not? Just tell us. Yeah, and Be you know, better. If she is or isn't, just don't even mention it and just let her wear her steampunk outfits. Like, right. we're going to forget just like you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sam is pretending he has a twin brother from Australia, Evan Evans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, like, right before that, Brittany's talking to Tina about um, MIT wants her to study string theory or something. String theory. And she says something. I'm not good at crafts. I'm not good at crafts. Yeah. And then then Tina was like, I don't know what Tina said, but their conversation was just, and Marley was just like, hey, guys. Yeah. Hi, I wrote songs. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the logic of that. That like instead of going to the glee club to have them sing them why don't you work on it do the music and maybe record yourself before just handing someone sheet music yeah mm-hmm. I feel like that would be better work out that the- is called uh rodrigo's storyline in high school the musical the musical the series <laughs> i knew it yeah yeah Really uh, wish they had uh, taken the Sam Evans, Evan Evans, and like at the end of the episode, have them like both run into each other. <laughs> so it reveals that he's not actually crazy. Yeah. He's like actually real. Oh, I would have loved that. Yes. That, been good. that is consistent with Sam's backstory and that it is never consistent. Also Sam is just our sexy yeah. teen boy with, who's just there. Where Who we're all looking? dating. <laughs> we're yeah. all yes. dating. <laughs> We're not sure where his parents live at the moment. We're not sure where he's no. living. Oh my but god! He is wearing a shirt where you can very much see his nipples. Okay, and, thank God. And as not someone who one saw Cordover Street in person in concert, he does do that. So, he puts his nipples out. His shirt. I just remember being like, I can very much, yeah, nipple. You can make it out. Yeah. Pointy. Yeah. I don't remember that. I was at the same show. Well, I think you guys have different priorities. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like everyone's acting weird, but it's like comedy trauma, which is the more I didn't notice it at first, but then I was thinking about it later and I was like, 
That's a really Ooh. poor taste. Yeah, no, like Marley has like a line where it's like, it's like they have PTSD or something. And I'm like, no, Marley, yes, they do they have do. PTSD. They do. They there do. was a gun at their school, <laughs> you dumb bitch. Yeah, that and also like, I, I think I wrote, what did I say? Like, why didn't they have a peanut butter share circle after the school shooting like they did when Karofsky tried to kill himself? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I didn't understand. Yeah. And no. I actually thought, like, Shu being such a, a Grinch, that's what I called him, he was mm-hmm. such a Grinch this episode because he was also having PTSD, but that's never really brought up, so I don't know. Yeah, that would have been interesting to see, like, oh, like, him realizing this might be an effect of last He's week. He's reverting. But like, yeah. Wasn't Emma at school when that happened? I don't know yeah. where Emma she is. She <laughs> Will is keeping her somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma is like fully MIA for the rest of the series. She'll like pop in like maybe three more times. I'm so sorry. That's oh so my crazy. goodness. Yeah. She's saying that Stephen Sondheim song at her wedding and she's like, we out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Getting married today. Bye. <laughs> uh, so... Well, so uh, uh, Emma, Marley comes in and she sees Unique taking birth control pills right. uh, for the hormones. Um, another issue that Glee is just going to throw in there casually and not fully address. Yeah, because right. Marley's like, you cannot take these. And Unique's like, all the other trans kids are doing it. And it's like, oh, but there's like so many things that have to be considered before you do that. And like the way you do that. And then I'm like, Glee. Oh, oh, we're moving on. Cool. I mean, that's not resolved. So like if a trans kid watches Glee and like, I mean, obviously like children are smart, but also like some might be like, oh, I didn't realize that could be a thing. Children are smart is a very that. large generalization. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, in general, they don't always go with things that happen in the media they consume likely. But something that is trying to be relevant in terms of gender and sexuality issues, like Glee tries to be, I feel yeah. like that was just like a dangerous thing to drop in there and then just and like, move on to physically a, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, physically dangerous. Moving then move on to a joke of I rub my breast with wild yams. Yes. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then also like having Unique pull out like a like a breast thing. Yeah, and... you're gonna need one of these. Um, Mr. Schuster saying, Unique, quit it with the whole boob thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not an appropriate thing to say to the children. <laughs> no. I was like, okay. <laughs> We're just oh throwing in some transphobia in there. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's a fucking nightmare. God. Because he decides that they're they're like, we need to take the dream theme literally. We're gonna do dream lever, sweet dreams are made of this, and making my dreams come true. And everyone isn't really thrilled. They're like, you know, Finn let us choose our songs. And he's like, right. no, this is what we gotta do. And Marley's like, you know, couldn't we do like original songs like we did a couple of years ago? And uh he Will is like, up. yeah. And like personally, he also Right up after she goes, like, can we do original songs? He's like, no. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, you know, the reason we're even in this competition 
is because of a technicality. And I feel like that's a slight of the fact that she passed Painted. out. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's a slight of the fact she had an eating disorder. And we've already talked about how that technicality wouldn't necessarily be a thing. Like, they would have been fine. But, like, it felt really uncomfortable. And then he goes through, like, Blaine and everyone. Well, because first they have a meeting where Blaine's like, these songs are all too old. We need to do something more relevant. And they like, also Wildest mentioned... Dreams, Taylor's version. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then he also says, didn't he remember that we did Making My Dreams Come True in a Last mashup? Year. And I'm yeah. like, I can't believe Glee remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> that was very impressive. I can't believe so remembered something they actually did. And then like Artie and Tina, like they have like that, uh, like a uh, aha moment to each other when Blaine says that. And I'm like, they would have that because they were there. And I'm like, wow, that's so impressive. <laughs> I uh, like to think that it's Jenna Ushkowitz and Kevin McHale remembering that they yeah. did that. <laughs> like, oh, that was yeah. not scripted or directed. Oh, yeah. just like, <laughs> that. They just they just had the camera on them for another angle, and they caught them going. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, with this scene. Kitty like sort of just shuts down like she theorizes about all like the original song ideas that Marley would potentially have but... <laughs> and about your fat mom right none about an eating disorder and none about loving oh it's loving different things loving your fat mom loving uh, the puking puking and then loving an octoroon yeah and I'm like you just watched these this ep- the previous episode recently. Mm-hmm. Kitty made some progress in the previous episode. Like she apologized during yeah. the yeah. shooting. She was, and she also has just been like actually becoming friends because she also was there to de- defend Unique a couple weeks ago too when Ryder was being an asshole. Yeah. So, and then she has to like throw up this super racist term. Yeah. I just was like, that's also, I can't believe she even knew that word because I didn't know that word until I was in college because I was in a critical yes. race studies class when I heard it. So like, that's, I was like, how, oh, probably because her parents are super racist. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Kitty. I... Go ahead, Allison. I just wanted to say. I really think Marley should just shut the fuck up all the time. Um, can't stand her character. I'm sorry. But isn't she like on everybody's shit list still? Or did everybody just like forgive her that since they found the technicality? I think I think that. Yeah. And then also no one has been like, hey, are you okay? Do you like, are you going to like your therapy? Like how, how are you yeah. doing? No one gives a fuck that she has an eating disorder. Except but you Kitty. and I are on the same page because I don't like Marley either. No, can't stand her. I Mm-mm. want to like her. Like she, I know she's supposed to be the character I'm supposed to root for. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't care about any of the new people. I really don't. Right. Wait, so riddle me this, Hannah. Who are you rooting for in this show? I'm rooting for the very final time I hear dum 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 dum. Good. If I could pick a character to her, honestly, it would probably be someone like Blaine or Sam. They're a weird person. They don't really have a lot of times when they're giant assholes. They seem to be okay people, and like. 
I, I don't know. Like those are the only people that I, I, I mean, I care about Britney too. I mm-hmm. care about Tina. I care about the OG people that I've known for a while. These other kids. Right. Yeah. Their drama's Who cares? I don't care. I don't have I, history with them. I don't yeah. hate Marley. I, I thought I was going to hate Marley. And then I was like, mm, she's not that bad. In this episode, though, I was like, she she made me think of like someone pretending to be Kristen Stewart in Twilight. Like just like <laughs> yes. oh my god, she had Radio Rebel Debbie Ryan energy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm just like yes. mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm pulling my hair back because I'm shy. This uh. is why the Eternals flopped. Is they at the beginning of season four, uh, this is a stretch. At the beginning of season four, they're like, hey, here are all the characters you loved. Guess what? They're not going to be here at the time anymore. Here's 10 new things to think about and care about. You need to care about them right now. Here you go. Yes. They don't yeah. give us any time. Like, their drama starts right away, which I guess, like, makes sense. That's their life. But I'm also like, I don't care what's happening with Blaine and Sam and Brittany and Tina. Like yeah. exactly. Artie. exactly. Artie is actually um, my glee boyfriend and I actually hate him a lot. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, people that have been there a long time, like I have history with them. Like I want to care about them and to a certain extent I do, but I don't care about Marley's songs. And then after hearing that first one, <laughs> I was like, Oh girl, you need to give up. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. Imagine t- a season four where Tina was the new Rachel. Oh yeah, wouldn't oh, that be perfect? Because I want it. There was a whole episode in which that was supposed to be like her role going forward. Yeah. No, it didn't happen. Mm-mm. Tina's just not white enough. You're right. She got which, highlights for nothing. <laughs> it's like I could say, "Oh, this is me being like a woke jokester," but like, is legitimately like what I think happened in that they were looking, they were like, "We need a white girl." At well, the no, they've just like wanted to continue having Tina as the butt end of the joke, and they wanted someone in that choir room that it's like, "Oh, like who can we just like rely on as a gag at the end of the joke?" And it's like, "Okay, we have Tina, so let's do that." You know, it's yeah, like yeah. a joke. Asian she doesn't do anything. Joke a couple weeks. Exactly. Was yeah, on. yeah, that was. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I think like also. So this actually brings me back to last week's episode and this episode. Where is where's Dreads? Where's Joe? Where's Sugar? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do this. Sugar Mata, I stand by. She is the best character on this in this series. And it is truly devastating that we didn't get to see Sugar Mata during a school shooting. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I would have loved to have seen it. Um I'm not but, gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with you because yeah. you know what? It would have been great if went there. I'm gonna go there too. I guess <laughs> she was just like the whole time. Shut the fuck up! I don't want to die, Artie. Stop <laughs> yeah. building. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Sugar and Joe. They are not here. I'm. So do you not want spoilers? I'm so sorry if you don't. Like, this typically does this. Okay. <laughs> I'm like I don't, but she'll forget too. So it's, okay. it's true. My my memory is deceived. Sugar and Joe <laughs> do come back eventually. eventually. Just don't hold your breath. Okay. <laughs> but it's just like the inconsistencies really lend to uh, that whole thing of like, well, who am I supposed to care about? Well, 
maybe I could have cared about Joe because he had history with Quinn and so I know him from that but then they did nothing mm-hmm. with his character so it's like I guess I have to like Jarly <laughs> or Jider or Rarly I'm so know. glad Ryder did not have anything to say this episode yeah nothing yeah, I really loved that for him I don't like him I don't like James. Yeah. I don't I don't like them. I know I liked the, I liked Jarly. If I had to like anything, I liked wait, Rarley, Ryder. Ryder and Marley. Yeah, Marley, yeah. I liked them together. When it gets to the catfish, that's too much for me. Too I've much. checked out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ryder does a lot. There is a scene toward the end of this episode where I forget what, I guess they're excited about Finn coming back or something, but this is something fun to watch, like a Blake Jenner watch. Um, as you watch this series, he does the most things with his body whenever his character is excited. <laughs> oh yeah, he goes, ooh. He, he, no, he like literally, like he's sitting like a grandpa on uh, like in that in that chair where it's like yeah. backwards and he like lifts up the chair and himself off of the floor because he's so excited that Finn is back and I'm like oh my god it's like not that serious oh <laughs> no please it's not that Finn's looking me I was like oh god <laughs> <laughs> I could go back uh, yeah god oh my god but yeah no, yeah. like he, like by by season five, he is fully like crawling on the ceilings. He's just doing <laughs> singing <laughs> songs in Spider Man. Turn off the dark. <laughs> if that happens, I'm here for it. Yeah, <laughs> that should have been their next musical. Not great, yeah. Spider Man. Turn off the dark for sure. <laughs> um, so where are we? Yeah, so then. Marley, so they do this meeting and then they come back and Will is mad at them. He's like, how dare you go behind my back? You need to quit it with the boob thing. Mm-hmm. Sam, we all know you don't have a twin brother. Stop it. Uh, Blaine, I'm disappointed in you that you like went behind my back. Um, yeah, basically disobeying him as if like he's like giving them direct orders. But like his job is to support them not necessarily to be like these are the songs we're doing like mm-hmm. i don't know he's just an asshole yeah he's such a jerk and at least he realizes it this episode yeah. um so then marley brings them all to the choir room um and she's like you know i work on these original songs and and i quote they're not bad taylor swift boyfriend drama how fucking dare you, Marley? How fucking dare you say Shut that? Shut the and fuck then, up, Marley. Yeah. <laughs> give us this trash song. This yeah. is 2013, and Taylor Swift was just the butt of everyone's jokes. Yeah. And she had just released Red, probably. In yeah. 2013. Yeah. yeah. And then to Cullen's point, then she, like, they're standing on the piano. Brad's there. Poor Brad has to play this stupid ass song. And it's like, um, I said it was sort of like the the intro song to a a terrible sitcom. It kind of reminded me of like from yeah. the seventies. Yes, like that's kind of, it. Just that's what it reminded me of. It was like friends are there for you, like whatever. <laughs> Literally. So the thing about this song <laughs> is that every other time that Glee does an original song, 
it is a Glee original song. This song is not a Glee original song. The writers of Avenue Q wrote this, but then Marley sort of like took over and was like, I threw this together and it just like- Wait, is it from Avenue Q? It's not from Avenue Q, but like, it's like the Glee, right? Like the Glee writers, whatever the song, the sound, uh, song producers, whatever they do, like Hell to the No, Loser Like Me, all these other yeah. things. It just feels weird to like outsource to do yeah. this one song. So wait, the same know? people that wrote Let It Go wrote this song. Oh, it, wait, is Avenue Q? The I didn't know that. Is? Oh yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like yeah. they wrote Avenue Q too. How is that possible? That's that's amazing. Well, because I mean, because it's the fourth season of Glee, and they're like, we're gonna get paid for this, but we don't want to put that much time and effort into it. So yeah, you gotta prioritize. Yeah, it's true. And you it- have friends. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> perfect. That's it. <laughs> and so then, did they? So did the same people write the other song? Because there's very simple lyrics, sort of a similar pattern. They sound Outcast like the is a Glee original song that is like tried and true. Yeah. Outcast. Uh, outcast. <laughs> so bad. They're both so bad. And Nick is like, this is making me cry. And Blaine is like, oh my God, like we need to tell everyone about this. Swift who sang all too well yeah. about bad boyfriend drum with Jake Gyllenhaal and then sing this random song about you'll have friends someday yeah, yeah you have more friends than you know it's like that's not logical that doesn't yeah. make any sense if I don't yeah. know they're my friend like I'm not getting anything it's like it's giving a lot like Camp Rock when like Demi Lovato is like, she's really good. <laughs> she's really good. <laughs> that was a yeah. crazy impression also. That was really good. Um, Shout out to the podcast, Judging by the Title, where I appear with Eliza Halpern to discuss the movie Camp Rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so, but she's also like, I have other songs if you want to like, hear those first and Lane's like I've heard enough I think you're amazing and I'm like Blaine even if you thought this was good you should probably look at the rest of it look this is the yeah. worst okay. time this worst decision since cheating on Kurt with someone whose profile picture was a lie. <laughs> no. agreed um. yeah this, um. this is so bad so yeah the song sucks and I'm, but Sam's so nipples are fully Sam, why can I see your nipples? <laughs> Sorry, so, it was just reliving nationals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good weekend for Sam. <laughs> and Mr. Shu. Yeah. I think something went on. So uh, <laughs> then uh <laughs> Mr. Shu apologizes, you know, for being a jerk. And he's, yeah, because Marley's like, I'm sort of ready to just stop sing the dream songs. And he's like, no, Marley, why don't you show us one of your original songs? Mm-hmm. Right. Because he was lurking while they were singing at the piano. And winningly loves to lurk. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Kurt first, then everyone else. <laughs> they love mm-hmm. a lurk. Um, 
And so then he feels bad. So he's like, yeah, sing one of your originals. So they get up there, they sing Outcast. This one is a little more, it's not as like, it's so weird that the Lopez's wrote More Friends Than You Know because More Friends Than You Know is just so trash. Outcast is like trash, but in like this would be in like a Disney Channel like Descendants movie. But right. like the Lemonade other one, Mouth I, too. Yeah, the other yeah. one I'm like <laughs> Camp Rock 45 would reject this song. Yeah. 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 It no. was like it, go ahead. It's it's more glee than the other one is. And that's probably because of who wrote it. Like they've been working on the music for the show for a while, so they understand it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's yeah. garbage. Okay. It was like it was it was like a weird like rendition of like loser like me almost. It was like, yeah. hey, we're just gonna outcast. Like they looked up like loser in like a, a thesaurus, and they're like outcast. Yeah, <laughs> which outcast? Been- but we have like more friends than we know, so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like stuck. Yeah, like, I, yeah. rejecting me, but also everybody's accepting me. So yeah. I don't really know what to do. Which, like, the Glee Club has not been publicly like even in season three, they were like shadowing all the time. Where yeah. other than the first episode, where like Unique and Marley got slushies, like no one's slushing them, no one's bothering them. They're just like yeah. living their normal life. Everyone's buying right. their semi-nude underage boy calendars. There's no like, oh. harassing them at all. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah, Nini Leaks three cheerleaders. Likes them? Yeah, yeah. Talk about Nini Leaks too. Oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> oh my gosh, Coach Ross Washington. Iconic from this North episode. Korea. <laughs> Iconic first line, not not the first line, but first scene. I can't sleep at night without hearing two gunshots. <laughs> I love that line. I also love, love when Blaine is in her office later. <laughs> Blaine hasn't done a cheer routine in his life. <laughs> And she refers to it as handsome, fruity voodoo powers. <laughs> that makes them do love that. That doesn't involve blood. Love yeah. that. And I also love Becky. Becky, if you listen to Gleek of the Week, you know that all we do is love Becky every single day of our lives. And this is an iconic Becky line. Mind your gay business, gay Blaine. <laughs> and then she's just <laughs> pushing things over. Yeah. She's just pushing things. <laughs> Amazing. A menace, the McKinley Halls. Um, wait, but no, I loved the Nene Leakes line right at the beginning in her first scene when she says that she's in conversations with Oprah about getting a Cheerios network. And I'm like, oh my God, say less. I want to watch that. I need it. I need that. <laughs> yeah, so Nene Leakes comes in on the new cheer coach. Sue got fired, and I don't know why everyone's freaking out about this dumb gun thing. And they're like, it was traumatizing. That's where she's like, I'm a child of the ghetto. I can't sleep at night if I haven't heard two gunshots. <laughs> um, and she's just, so she's back. Um, and then she brings in Blaine and Becky, and she's like, I understand where you're, why adult baby Robin is here, because Sue Sylvester is as old as the hills. And when she gave birth to her fully grown baby with Down syndrome, she was so proud of this miracle. She wanted to show her off to the school. Wait, uh, do you know this all from memory? What are you, because it doesn't look like you're reading off anything. No, I just... <laughs> <laughs> 
It's very yeah. impressive. Head empty, only yeah. glee. <laughs> only <laughs> glee up in here. There's so many times where I'm like, oh, this is such a hard conversation. Why aren't we talking about glee? That's what I know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then uh, she's like, but I don't understand why you're here, uh, Fruity Fonzie. Uh, you haven't done a cheer routine in your life. And I'm like, valid. We have never seen Blaine do no. a cheer routine. I want to see Darren Chris do a backflip, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> 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 and... Uh, yeah <laughs> and she's like you must have put a, co- a hex on coach Rod's washington with your fruity voodoo powers which is kind of funny because he did join the cheerios to take sue down but then sue took down herself so that storyline means yeah. nothing that's what i was like so he was in cahoots with sam to bring her down and then i was like did he give becky the gun like what is going on I want to see if Sam and Blaine doing like let us up on their stiff as a board or like trying to do some weird voodoo on Sue. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So she makes him take a blood oath. And I do love the way Becky's like, what, a blood oath? Um, And (laughs) they like have to say, like, I for you, Fonzie, an adult baby Robin will vow to never put a hex on Coach Ross Washington. Calling her to get real clumsy, bring her to school and get real clumsy so she drops it twice. Yeah, Um, she also, she basically goes through what Sue said happened like three times. mm -hmm. And she's like, I don't believe any of this bullshit, essentially. Mm -hmm. So like, I just, I was like, is she going to try to like out and try to figure out what was happening? Or does she actually genuinely think that there was a hex? Like, I can't tell because it's Glee. And then like Blaine was curious as well of like Becky's response, which I'm like, I don't think that you have enough here, Blaine, for this like to actually be an argument. And he should mind his gay business, gay Blaine. (laughs) He really should. Because that's a really good point. I also thought it was like, she could have just been trying to defend Sue in general. Like, exactly. Yeah. 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 At that school. And now she's, she was super troubled last episode. She brought a gun to school and now she's there and she has no support and she needs someone to be watching out for her. So I guess she it's does. a good thing that Blaine is like picking up on something, but also he does need to mind his gay business. Yeah. <laughs> And that's xylophone needs to mind its own business. That's xylophone. Needs to mind its own xylophone business. So those are really all the storylines. Um, oh my gosh! Did we get to the end? Yeah, there a lot happened in this episode. <laughs> yeah, a lot. a lot. A lot of random stuff that doesn't yeah. really go together. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, so. Okay, so Rachel's thing obviously was about dreams. Marley's thing was about dreams. I guess uh, Finn's, Finn's about his teaching dream, yeah. Shu dreams of Finn being in his life, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it like loosely ties together with the theme. Um, still super disappointed they did not do the Eurythmics, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um... So that brings us to to, 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 uh, Tina Tina time. time. I think Tina had, I, I, yes, three. No, she had three. She had three. She had three. 
I counted more lines than Colin this week. <laughs> she said something to Brittany about MIT. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. I don't remember she said something about steampunk. And then Will came in and was like, looking good, unique, looking good, you too, Tina. And I'm like, yeah. don't tell teenagers they're looking don't good. Don't tell the teenagers they're looking good at all. <laughs> Especially after you told one of them to stop with the boob thing. Yeah. Stop yeah. the boob thing. <laughs> I want to say that to people, even if they're not talking about yeah. the boob thing. <laughs> Um, so then, uh, yeah, so that brings us to MVPs and LVPs. So, uh, I'll start with you, Andrew. Who's your least valuable player? I, I don't know. I struggled with this because I feel like there's like a lot of characters that are in the running for this category. Um, least valuable character. I, I guess it has to be Mr. Schuster. He's a dick through and through. He mm-hmm. comes in the boob thing, you know, just like the boob, gas, thing. The boob <laughs> thing, like literally just like being a menace, absolutely mm-hmm. to the choir room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Allison, who is your LVP? Um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> can I say the frat brothers? Yeah. You could honestly pick a piece of clothing or food. Yeah, we've had a sweater. We've had a piece of pizza. Okay, okay. Then I would say I would say the third judge of Rachel's audition, the one that doesn't speak. <laughs> Doing the least. Doing the Doing least. The least. <laughs> yeah. But still gets name creds on the opening credits. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, I also just, I had like five people I could pick, um, but it was a tie between Shu for being a Grinch and then, uh, Kitty for, for, for referring to Jake as an Octoroon. I just, I can't believe that happened. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with, and this is a little bit harsh. I'm going with child Rachel. Okay. She was very bland. She was bland and she had no emotion. Like, what is Glee trying to tell us? That she grew up as a psychopath? Like, what's happening here? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) It it, it, it didn't give us anything. Didn't give us anything to add to the story. The movie that inspired basically her life's path. And she was so bored. Yep. <laughs> I am going with Marley. Oh. For A, for dissing Taylor Swift. Um, <laughs> B, for writing that trash song. I, I remember being like, I was literally listening to music and I was like, oh yeah, Marley wrote some original songs and I know some of them and I kind of like them. I'm going to listen to... Uh, I'm going to listen to one. I'm going to listen to, I, I don't remember what more friends than you know sounds like. I couldn't make it through. I was like, um, oh, I hate this. <laughs> I wanted to fast forward through both of those numbers, but I stuck it out. I don't know why. You're a trooper. I was, You're... Like, I was like, maybe it's going to get better. <laughs> no. That's a courage. Mm-hmm. No. Keep that optimism, Hannah. <laughs> this is rare for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's some Colin shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Andrew, who is your MVP, your favorite character? My MVP for this character is very obvious. It is, I think, in the running for best character on Glee, Evan Evans. <laughs> I, I think somehow he is just a perfect character. He exemplifies a lot of perfect qualities. Mm-hmm. Not to mention he's somehow much hotter than Sam. Right. Just the tie yeah. sweater and the glasses. Yeah. And I just love it. I wish that I wish that we saw more of Evan. I love Evan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My MVP, who's my MVP? I'm gonna say my MVP is the 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 judge of Rachel's audition that did speak up and asked if she was okay <laughs> because that was brave and I'm sure at a cattle call you get some weirdos um, but he was like you know what I've seen a lot of weirdos you're the one I want to make sure and check in on <laughs> I appreciate that um, I went with Tina for trying steampunk as a new look I'm happy for her you know. <laughs> Uh, I am going with, it it is a tie, it's a tie for me, between Kurt and the cookies that Kurt made. (laughs) How did I guess you were going to say the cookies? Honestly, no, you're right. Like, Kurt, I forgot to say that, but Kurt was a really nice friend. Like He he made the cookies, but the cookies just look so good, and I can't Mm -hmm. decide if the cookies win it or if Kurt wins it for making the cookies. Both times actually make those cookies. <laughs> a prop person did. <laughs> yeah, but not in the world of the show. <laughs> no, but they also could, he also could have just been heating them up that they bought from the grocery store. Hey, hey, hey. Let's let's leave the glue universe alone. <laughs> let's That's let the glue universe be for itself. <laughs> those were freshly baked Kurt goddamn Hummel cookies. Yeah. <laughs> with lurking magic. <laughs> Knowing yes. Kurt Hummel, he made those from scratch. He went That's down to the fucking good. bodega and got fresh flour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Finn because I enjoyed this as his last episode. I didn't enjoy the bikini top thing, but that just ties into the way Glee views men and straight men in general. Yeah. Uh, problematic. As pervert. Uh, yeah. Um, but besides that, Finn had good growth and I'm going to miss him. Yeah. Two. Yeah. I can't believe this is actually his last episode. Great. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about music. Oh boy. Um, we had, uh, fight for your right to party. Um, don't stop believing. More friends than you know, outcast, and next to me. Am I missing one? Oh, I that think sounds... that's it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Um, so oh Andrew oh, you scared me. This has happened before, or like my boyfriend has like opened the door behind me and Colin thought I was about to be murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) I feel like it's like almost obvious. I mean, I I would be surprised if it's not unanimous, but whatever, have your opinions. Worst song of the episode is Fight for Your Right. Best song is Next to Me, correct? 
Best song, mm. best song is next to me. Worst song is more friends than you know. Yes. I yeah. could not pick between the Marley songs, so I put both of them. I wrote, oh my nice. God, so cringe Marley. That's all I wrote. Um, I actually found um, the, I put Rachel's Journey because I literally could not remember what the song was called at that point. But it oh my God. makes sense she's having a journey on stage. I made that my best just because it was the one I could stand listening to. Don't Stop Believing was my favorite too. I can't deal with this next to me slander. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where are you, Alyssa? <laughs> I didn't like any of them. I'm going to say I liked next to me the most or maybe disliked it the least. Uh, and then the one that I hated the most was definitely Fight for Your Right. Yes. Yeah, no. Totally. I, no, this is gross. You. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's our songs. So, Gleek of the Week. Where can we find you on social media? Oh my gosh. Well, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Gleek of the Week Pod on both platforms. And you can check out episodes of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify just by searching Gleek of the Week. And we should pop up. I hope so. <laughs> I think you do. I've searched yeah. you. You come up. Yeah. <laughs> So yep. you can find Gleeboot on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Gleeboot Pod. And then also on Tumblr, we are gleebootpod.tumblr.com. You can find my soon to no longer be defunct YouTube channel. Yay! Uh, um, I'm doing a video about Adele rejecting Peppa Pig's collab offer. Mm-hmm. Um, Your Adele impression is spot on. I listened to it last the other day when I was editing last week's episode. Thank you. Um, so you can follow me on YouTube at your boy Ryan and on Instagram and TikTok at your boy Ryan ninety nine. And you can follow me on Instagram at a dot m dot s w e a r i n g e n. Yes. Um, so we will be appearing at some point on Gleek of the Week. So check out our episode and check out their other episodes. Um, I am so excited. Um, I hope I get a really bad song. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot. (laughs) If this episode is any consolation, there is a lot of bad songs. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, but thank you guys for coming on. I was looking forward to this and it was so much fun. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. (laughs) Yay. I loved it. So yeah, tune in next week for, I think it's the acoustic themed episode oh, called yes. Lights Out. Oh boy. Is it not regional? Okay. Is this season not over yet? <laughs> <laughs> Two more, baby. Two more. <laughs> yeah. oh, oh boy. Okay. okay. I think I can do it. <laughs> All right. See you next week, listeners. Bye. 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 Bye.